In this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about the milestone night for Alex Ovechkin. He scores 50 goals to make him the oldest NHL player to score 50 goals in a season. We talk about the Capitals. Do they have an opinion on who they think the number one netminder is in the organization? And then we talk about the road ahead. In this case, it is going to be the Capitals playing the Arizona Coyotes. I'll talk about all of that and more next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all of the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Locked On Caps. And I'm glad to be broadcasting again back from the downstairs studio where I have a lot more room to work. And uh, it's just a little bit more comfortable for me here. So the Washington Capitals um, are still, and I'm kind of on just an afterglow of thinking about the great night that uh, Alex Ovechkin had last night. He becomes the oldest player to score 50 goals in a season. Washington Capitals superstar Alex Ovechkin scored twice in Wednesday night's 4-3 overtime loss to the Vegas Golden Knights to become the oldest player in the NHL to reach 50 goals. The 36-year-old winger, who held the record at 35. He also tied Wayne Gretzky and Mike Bossy for the most 50-goal seasons with nine. Obviously, it's pretty good company, Ovechkin told reporters. Obviously, a lot of great memories, locker room, everything, hotel. It's going to stay here forever. Yeah, pretty fun moments. Ovechkin scored early in the second period to give the Caps a 2-1 to lead and found the net again with just... Over six minutes remaining in the third to tie the game and force overtime, Shea Theodore scored in overtime uh, to give Vegas a much-needed two points in the playoff race. And, you know, just as far as the Vegas Golden Knights are concerned, that was their last gasp to make uh, the playoffs because, I mean, it was almost a certain thing that if they would have lost last night, that would have eliminated them from the playoffs. Um, So there is still a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance. There's a chance that the Vegas Golden Knights could still make it into the playoffs. But just a great night for Alex Ovechkin um, just to to get another 50-goal season. I mean, he just keeps racking up these stones one after one. How good is Ovechkin? It's unbelievable, DeBoer said. Two tonight, and he could have had another two. He looks like he's 25 years old out there. He's so dangerous. The Russian who tallied 52 goals as a rookie in the 05-06 season and hasn't stopped scoring ever since. Now has 780 career goals. That puts him within striking distance of Gretzky all-time, the all-time mark of 894. And, you know, J.J. Regan was talking about this on Twitter earlier, that the projections that they had on uh, Alex Ovechkin reaching those goals was that if he got like some 30-some goals a season. So when he is scoring 50 goals per season, it really makes it that much more... Um, believable and attainable Ovechkin to reach his goal of passing Wayne Gretzky. It's going to still take some time, but I think, think that it is definitely possible. Continues, you know, barring some major injury or that, I definitely do think it is possible given how rapidly he's continued to light the lamp, tallying at least 48 goals in each of the last four full seasons. 
He's got a real shot not only to become the NHL's leading scorer, but also to put some distance between himself and the rest of the field. So I don't think he's necessarily just content with getting the, you know, passing Gretzky. He wants to put himself far enough of Gretzky that no one will ever be able to touch him. And, uh, you know, with the elite goaltending out there, that really speaks volumes of Alex Ovechkin. And I know that there's some older NHL fans that disagree with me, but the goaltending nowadays is much better than it was years ago. Uh, back in the day, they didn't really have the butterfly style goaltenders. It was more they just kind of semi bent over, or stood up and kind of kicked at it, you know, with their pads. But to him, for Alex Ovechkin to get all of these goals with elite level goaltending in the modern goaltending style, it uh, it almost is worth more than Gretzky's total when it's all said and done. That would cap off an already decorated career that will make him a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's earned 12 All-Star Game appearances, won the Rocket Richard Trophy as the league's leading goal scorer nine times, and captured that Hart Trophy as the NHL MVP on three occasions. Ovechkin also helped the Capitals to the first Stanley Cup title in franchise history in 2018, earning the Conn Smythe Trophy as the playoff MVP. And uh, that is a story that was in the Bleach Report, kind of talking about it. Just what a great night. And it's great to see that Alex Ovechkin is getting the recognition around the league as an elite goal scorer. I mean, everyone kind of knew that he was, but, you know, for everyone to kind of just bind together and acknowledge what a great goal scorer he is. um, And just kind of, you know, like I've talked about yesterday, just kind of to talk to your kids or your grandkids someday to say, I was alive when Alex Ovechkin played for the Capitals. I saw him play and I witnessed all of that. Because I think to a certain extent, when you hear some of these stats and tallies of former players, they almost sound like a bit of folklore. But we're witnessing it in real time. Alex Ovechkin is playing in our lifetime, and he is breaking and shattering records almost every time he plays. Uh, He broke a bunch of milestones in the month of March alone, and in April here, he continues to do that. So it's just really great to see Alex Ovechkin performing still at such a high level, uh, considering his age. I mean, 36 years old isn't old to, you know, an average person, but for an NHL player and to be playing at an elite level speaks volumes of Alex Ovechkin. And uh, it remains to be seen, you know, where he's going to end up finishing up and how long it's going to take for him to to beat Gretzky, but I think that it is definitely possible. So the thing for Alex Ovechkin to do is to stay healthy. You know, I've talked about a physical game and probably some of why he doesn't want to get too physical is he doesn't, you know, he's on a mission to be the all-time goal scoring leader. He doesn't want to waste time getting injured or spending time in the penalty box. Both of those things would be detrimental to him reaching his goal of being the all-time goal scoring leader. So He can't get, you know, drug into the weeds with these, you know, fourth liners that want to fight him, trying to make a name for himself. Leave that to the other guys on the team while he just kind of quietly goes about and does his thing. And if you think about it, Alex Ovechkin isn't someone that really gets baited into fights that much anymore anyway. The last major um, altercation I remember Ovechkin being involved with was with Shvetsnikov for the Hurricanes um, back in 2019 when they were in the playoffs. He kind of stepped up to him thinking he was a tough guy and Alex Ovechkin knocked him out. So he's definitely not a guy you want to mess around with. I actually got a chance to see him 
uh, at practice in Washington, D.C. Um, I didn't get a chance to meet him, but I saw him walking out of MedStar, which was Kettler back then, and he is a big dude. So anyone that wants to step up to Alex Ovechkin better pack a lunch because he is a big man. And I don't think, I mean, me, Tom Wilson's a big guy, but I would say that Alex Ovechkin is just a bit more intimidating. You know, maybe it is just the mythos and uh, the folklore surrounding him that what a tough player he is and just kind of messing with a future Hall of Famer that doesn't, you know, seem to be too classy if you want to step up to someone like Alex Ovechkin, but just a real great night all around. I know the Capitals didn't get the result that they want, but Alex Ovechkin still continues to break goals every game. All right, after the break here, we are going to continue to talk about Alex Ovechkin's great night and just about how he likes to reminisce when he's in Vegas about the 2018 season. For many years, he talked about winning the Stanley Cup, and that finally happened in 2018. He took that Washington Capitals team to the playoffs, to the Stanley Cup, and they won that. But first, Built Bar. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a treat because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat and they're covered in 100% chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors, yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. They're all so good. These are going to be your new favorite. Go to Built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low calorie, high fiber, low carb. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of carbs. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's use promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off at built.com. All right. So just to continue talking here about Alex Ovechkin and Ovechkin makes another great memory in Vegas. Um, is just that he keeps, you know, like I say, he keeps knocking down milestones that are in front of him. It gets harder to contain Alex Ovechkin's name in the NHL history books seemingly by the day. On Wednesday night in Las Vegas, he scored his 49th and 50th goal this season in a 4-3 overtime loss to the Golden Knights, etching his name alongside a few legends of the game. Ovechkin setting goal records in that building, albeit in a loss, brings back fond memories for Washingtonians. When asked if doing so under those circumstances made his record-setting night even that much more special, the great eight smiled. Yeah, obviously, a lot of great memories, Ovechkin said post-game. Locker room, like everything, you know. Hotel, it's going to stay here forever. So darn fun. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, he, like I said in last night's uh, podcast, is he even likes to sit on the bench there for a while and just kind of reminisce and think back, and he sits exactly on the bench where he was or standing above the bench where when he witnessed the Washington Capitals win the Stanley Cup, something that had eluded that team for so many years. So I think just to kind of sit there and kind of just take it all in was really special for him. Wednesday night saw a flood of emotions for Capitals fans and Ovechkin alike as memories of Lord Stanley filled the evening. More immediately, though, 
was the history Ovechkin made as he scored twice to stay to snag his ninth 50 goal season to be spoken in the same breath as those two players known as the great one and the boss put everything in perspective for Washington's captain. And, uh, you know, just, just a really, a, a great moment, uh, for the Washington Capitals and the NHL at large to have someone like Alex Ovechkin still breaking records and kind of keeping the NHL relevant. Uh, if you know what I mean, it's pretty good company. Ovechkin said, I'm pretty happy when you score the first one, you feel pretty good about the game. I think our line today felt good, had pretty good chances. It's one of the nights when you have a good feeling. And, uh, this is an NBC sports Washington here. Um, and I think that part of it was putting Tom Wilson on that top line. You know, I know that Tom Wilson is a great goal scorer, but, uh, he is also a deterrent to kind of, to, to deter people away from going after Kuzi or Backstrom, whoever uh, appears to be on the top line center with him. Generally speaking, Kuznetsov as of late. But uh, I think that they should, you know, they're kind of narrowing down that lineup. They should stick with the lineup that they have, the same line pairings, and not try to mess around with it too much. Go with what works. I know that the Capitals didn't get the result that they wanted last night, but I think that, you know, that was just a hungry... Um, a Vegas Golden Knights team that was more hungry than the Capitals were. There was some inconsistent net minding, and then some of it was just chance. I mean, you can't draw and sketch everything out on a board to figure out who's going to win and loss. Some some of it is just chance, and you know you can't overthink it. It's just it's going to be what it's going to be. The hockey world mourned the loss of great Mike Bossy last week as the New York Islanders legend passed away at 65. Astoundingly, Bossy topped 50 goals in nine of his mere 10 seasons in the NHL, winning four consecutive Stanley Cups in the process. Ovechkin finally remembered in meeting Bossy a few times, remembering the fact that he was always smiling. He always had a good mood in a good mood, and it's a sad day for the whole world. He was a legend, and obviously he was a great person. Um, yeah, I kind of effed myself, Ovechkin said with a laugh. I was thinking a little too much. That's not my game. They were talking about the puck roll over Ovechkin's stick, and he was unable to muster a shot on net, though he was obviously ended up scoring his 50th of the campaign. So, you know, some of that is Ovechkin. You know, he won. He was, for the longest time this season, he was trying to catch Yamir Yager, so he caught him, and he's moved past that. His next site that he had set on was getting 50 goals. And I think that to a certain extent, you can kind of get caught up in your own head trying to think about, you know, those goals where you kind of just have to let things flow naturally. It must be a unique position for him to be in, to be this future Hall of Famer. And, uh, you know, unless something really goes off the rails, he's going to be revered and thought of as the greatest NHL player of all time. So that's a lot of pressure on his shoulders. I don't think any of us can really relate to that. Um, but uh, he's, you know, he may, he keeps doing the Capitals proud and all of the NHL proud by just continuing to play really great hockey. Washington stealing a point. Las Vegas now seems sees them tied in the Metro Division with Pittsburgh. Both teams have 97 points on the year with five games remaining. The Capitals will finish off this road trip in Phoenix on Friday before returning home to face the Maple Leafs and the Islanders. So the game on Friday should is, you know, like I've talked about, one of those trap games, and we'll talk about that in the final segment. And then they play the Maple Leafs, um, which, you know, was one of the last uh, major losses that the Capitals faced. So hopefully the Capitals get a different result this time um, because, um, you know, that was kind of a real big uh it was just a real uh, morale, uh, something that shot him in the foot with their morale because, you know, they were going on such a good roll for such a long time. 
that uh, that it was kind of just a one off, I would say, because before that it was the game against Carolina in Minnesota. So they can't think too much back on the results against the Maple Leafs last time, only moving forward. And then they finish it off against the Islanders. The Islanders are not playing that great this year. Um, but I mean, you can't write them off. You know, that's Barry Trotz pulling the strings there and they would love nothing more than to pull, play spoiler to the Washington Capitals because, I mean, let's face it here, they're out of it. And, you know, I think Barry Trotz would probably take some great pride uh, in knocking down the Washington Capitals uh, from their post. You know, he he's his team isn't in it, so why not just ruin it for another team? I mean, it's kind of a weird way to look at it, but that is kind of what happens out there. All right, after the break here, we are going to talk about the Capitals. Do they have any opinion on who their favorite netminder is? I think ultimately they just want wins, right? But first, betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports development league reviews and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So, thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen. For your next listen, check out Locked On Now Podcasts, nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So, in this final segment, like I was talking about, we are going to talk about Ilya Samsonov and Vitek Vanacek. It's something that is spoke about quite often about the players, who do they think is going to be the number one netminder? Who would they like to see in net? Um, inside the locker room, the players have confidence in the two netminders, at least according to Lars Eller. I can tell you this, all the players on the team have faith in VTech and Sammy to elevate their game and to play their best when we need them, Eller said Thursday on the Sports Junkies. And I mean, I think that's a safe answer. If he was going to say, you know, we're doomed, I think that's not going to speak well of him or uh, his teammates. But you know, consistency has been an issue throughout the season, and we've talked about that throughout the season, both in this podcast and my previous podcast that I did, um, about, you know, the consistency in net. And as I spoke with J.J. Regan about, it seems inevitable that they are going to have to pick up a veteran netminder next year because um, they have Ilya Samsonov and Vitek Vanacek, and they're going to have to pick whichever one their number one uh, netminder is going to be, and they're probably going to have to part one with one in the offseason. Um, just because for one thing, you can't keep going and, and thinking you're going to get a different result. That is the definition of insanity by going with VTech and Ilya next year, save unless they win the Stanley cup or something like that. I think that they, you know, just kind of have to be, you know, evaluate them in the playoffs here, who it plays the best and then make your decision going forward. Um, but that's to say that they can find an upgrade, but I do think that they need a veteran netminder to kind of, you know, mentor maybe some of these young netminders. And as I spoke with J.J. Regan about, he talked about that though Ilya Samsonov is more inconsistent. Overall, he is a better athlete. He shows better athleticism when he's out on the ice. So, I mean, even though a lot of people think that Vitek Vanacek is a better goalie, there's just certain things like he was talking about with a coach that we don't see. We're only kind of evaluating these goalies from the outside looking in. They're the ones that know what they're doing. So, both Samsonov and Vanacek have had their hot and cold stretches this season. Lately, Samsonov has made 
has been the main netminder. His performance earlier this week against Colorado was the type of play the Capitals will need from him during the postseason. Sam Sonoff's putrid outing against Toronto last week is not. Um, so that's kind of the good, the bad that you look at right there. So, I mean, one minute Sam Sonoff's hot, the one minute he's not. That is what you call inconsistent, and that is what we've been talking about all season. So ultimately, at the end of the day, I don't care who the netminder is, Sam Sonoff or Vitek Vanacek, as long as they get the, the number one netminder that is going to make the big saves and the saves that, you know, got to be made. Because some of those were goals, were soft goals from last night. Um, the one by Martinez, for example, comes to mind, the five hole, uh, goal. Those are the ones that they have to stop, you know, and when you, in order to be successful in the NHL and to make your push for the Stanley cup playoffs, you need elite level goaltending. I'm talking Braden Holpe, Philip Grubauer in the 2018 Stanley cup elite. That is what you need in net to be, to, to win a cup. Because if you take a look around the league, you take a look at the Carolina Hurricanes, for example, Freddie Anderson is injured. And could that be the end of the season for the Carolina Hurricanes? Number one in the Metro, is that going to screw up their entire hopes of doing anything in the playoffs? I did not check in on Freddie Anderson to see his status may have changed today. But last time I checked, um, there was no results back on the status of his injury. But if his injury, in fact, is severe, that is just kind of a testament and kind of demonstrates what I'm talking about. You need that elite level goaltending. And if you don't, it could be the end of, of your season. It doesn't matter how great your record was during the regular season. If you lose your number one netminder, it could be curtains for your team. You could be setting up what time you're going to the golf course to play your next round of golf. That's how serious it is. So the Washington Capitals really have to do some soul searching. And, uh, you know, this isn't a really great time to evaluate talent as you make your push towards the Stanley Cup. So it's going to have to be some quick evaluation. Otherwise, it could be a quick exit for the Washington Capitals. And like I talked about with J.J. Regan, you can expect that if the Washington Capitals make an early exit this year, that there's going to be some changes. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a total teardown and rebuild. Uh, Alex Ovechkin has said that he wants to play on a competitive team. So if they tore this team all the way down, I don't know if he would have... Uh, you know, the fortitude to want to stick around playing with the Washington Capitals. He wants to ultimately play on a winning team because that's something that, uh, uh, you know, professional athletes don't tell you is that it doesn't, you know, pay is one thing, but you also want to play on a team that wins because if your only motivation is money, you can have all the money in the world and be miserable. So back to the net mining situation here, though, they need to, to whoever they're going to go with here, it just seems like you know, the Capitals are kind of saying the same thing. The thing with the playoff series is you don't really need to play at your very best every single game, Eller said. I know how that sounds, but you just need to take four out of seven. But uh, sometimes the hardest thing is if you're down in the series, if you look back on the Stanley Cup run that in 2018, they were behind. And, you know, coming back against really, you know, tough odds is difficult. This is not the exact same Capitals team. We have different net minding. I can think of some elite defensemen, Orpik and uh, Niskanen that are missing, missing. So it's not an apples for apples comparison. So the Capitals, you know, they're going to, they like I say, they don't have a lot of time to figure out who their net minder is going to be. There's going to be games over the course of playoffs where you're not going to have it. You're going to have an off game here or there, but the games where you're playing well, those are the games you need to win. And these are just kind of, you know, I hate to say it, uh, generic cliches by Eller because there are going to be games 
where you don't have it and things aren't going your way. You can still win the series if you lose a game or two or even three, but the ones that are good have to be really good. And uh, I think that's kind of stating the obvious, but you know, at the end of the day, that's what they do need is that elite level goaltending. We've seen both of those guys have the level, but it's too much to ask to have it every single game. No one has that. Eller said, we just need four out of seven and we have to have faith that those two together in combination have what it takes. Um, I still like to think we have an extra gear offensively, but I don't think we have played some of our best hockey of the year here in the last two weeks. He said, I feel like we can play any kind of style of game. We can be physical. We can play a skill game. We have a lot of different strings to play uh, for, or whatever games is presented, whoever we may meet down the line. That's what makes me really confident about our team. And, uh, you know, they kind of demonstrated that, that they can bring a snarl and there is a certain skill set. I mean, take a look at Nick Baxter when he's on top of his game, serving up those precision passes to Ovechkin or whoever the case may be. There is a high skill set on this Washington Capitals team. I just hope they can pull it together in the playoffs here. So, you know, we don't have to face that early exit because, those are always really disappointing, aren't they? And, you know, this this window that's open for the Washington Capitals is closing ever so slightly every year. So they really want to take advantage of this lineup with Alex Ovechkin and all the elite players while they can. All right. This has been Locked On Capitals for today. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. We are hoping for a big win against the Arizona Coyotes on Friday. The Coyotes who are, you know, they're not playing that great this year. They have a 22-49 and 49 record. So on paper, that looks like a slam dunk as long as they don't fall into that trap game. Let's keep our fingers crossed, everyone. All right, thank you for joining me once again. We'll talk to you again next time.